0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Escambia County
1: Public Information. Good morning. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Happy Wednesday to you. If you'd like to hop into the conversation, 850-437-1620. You got a familiar voice. Let me go ahead and start because I know that'll be the first one. Everybody goes, oh, I recognize that. I want to welcome back Davis Wood, a former news radio on-air talent, especially with ESPN. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Jenna. It is always a pleasure to be back on.
1: And now, Davis, you have a very long title. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. like It's, it's it's very, it's very lengthy, but we are informative here. And so this is appropriate for you to be visiting us this morning. You're the public information and education officer. He has a badge on. It's very shiny. I'm just
0: I do have, <laughs> In fact, I have two. Not only do I have a badge, I technically have two badges. Oh, that's true. One for downtown and one for the public safety building. Do you
1: ever just like flip that when you walk in a room?
0: Abs- and sometimes you have to. You better. I learned, I, in fact, I learned last week that, you know, there's a lot of people that work in Escambia County. Not all of them know who you are. Understandably so, and I was stopped and almost detained. And I was like, I'm, I'm with the county, I'm with the county, I promise. <laughs> so it was more like a panic flip instead of a, a
1: power flip. That's awesome. I also want to welcome Travis Tompkins. Travis, you are Emergency Management Division Manager at Escambia County Emergency Services. So tell me a little bit more about what you do.
2: Well, as the emergency manager, uh, I get to uh, run the Emergency Operations Center during a disaster, along with our Public Safety Director and our, our County Administrator, and so it's a, uh, it's, it's, that's a big portion of the job. The other portion of it is getting everybody prepared. That's a big portion of emergency management as a whole, is getting that preparedness message out there, because we know it's always a matter of when, not a matter of if we're going to get hit by a storm.
1: Exactly. And that's what we're going to be talking a little bit more about today, knowing your zone, how to be prepared, getting a plan of action in place, or the plan a b or c uh, as well because we know as, as sally showed us that you just don't know what will happen and how bad things will be and how long so if you do have a question this morning for travis or you want to say hi to davis 850-437-1620 here to the pensacola expert panel so we are officially in hurricane season although it's dry weather we still have to be prepared in fact the dry weather probably gives us an ample opportunity to be prepared so let's talk about preparedness first. And of course, knowing your zone as well. Um, Just kicking off, what do you feel like as emergency manager is the one thing you really need to be prepared most for? Like what's the first step?
2: so the very first step is to know your zone and that's and what is what is know your zone know your zone is knowing if you're in a storm surge zone or not because storm surge is what kills more people out of a hurricane than anything else everybody thinks about the wind and they see all this destruction from down trees and all that but that's not what gets people it's the storm surge and so knowing that if you're in a storm surge evacuation area is key and that's and it's a very easy way to find out all you have to do is go to myscambia.com slash be ready scroll down to the know your zone icon click on that put in your address and that will tell you what zone you're in it'll also show you uh, how much water inundation you could possibly have in your structure uh, if you were uh, it for for that that particular zone
1: okay so areas that people kind of overlook in escambia county that you just think oh that can't be a flood zone can you think of any off the top of your head that where people go oh we'll be fine we'll be fine and then later on there is that surge
2: well the storm surge uh, we we know where the storm surge is going there's there's very accurate modeling that shows that we do have low-lying areas and we have certain we have a certain apartment complex we've got certain neighborhoods that we know that flood on a regular basis and those residents uh, are aware and we try to to make contact with them especially before a storm of making sure that they're there that they know that even though they're not they're not in a storm surge area they're still in a, a highly a highly prone flood area
1: okay you, i mean i was going to say uh, door door to door is a thing of the past but at this point if individuals live in those areas and it is really important for them to take measures of action and in being prepared do you actually go door to door there? they Flyers that go out to those areas.
2: Well, we have we make contact. uh, We have a we have an alerting software that we can 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 deploy to to geographic targeted areas. So we do that, and then we also with with a like with a certain apartment complex that we have, we have a very good relationship with their management company, and they have cameras. They notify us when when the water starts to, to rise up, and they they ask their residents to 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 find other means of shelter if the if it's starting to get up pretty high
1: okay excellent so i I see here it says know your zone of course so checking which zone you live in um is it a flood zone and and not everybody i can think of like four off the top of my head in just the rainy weather that comes through really fast that floods and i'm going oh what is this going to look like in a hurricane right so i think of those but what about knowing your home
2: knowing your home is very important if, if your home was built before 2002 it, it doesn't it's wasn't built up to the new building code so the building codes changed in 2002 to make homes more resilient for storms but prior to that uh, there was maybe some issues with, uh, with, with roofs not being you know, the gables not being connected properly And there was a, there was a company called Northwest, Rebuild Northwest Florida that helped a lot of people after Ivan and I believe that program is starting Back up again, and so there's. If your home was built prior to 2002, you can get an inspection done to see if there's anything that you need to, uh, things that you could do to improve your home. Uh, But uh, really, uh, one of the easiest things that you can do is is shutters of some kind. And if you can't put shutters up, then uh, plywood, marine grade plywood, uh, cut to fit for the windows. Uh, Because what happens is that 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 storm when it when that wind starts to blow, and if if something were to knock those windows out, that wind starts to blow through those windows and starts to raise the roof and that and that's what that's how people lose lose the roof on their house is by the by having those windows blown out and that air pressure uh pressing up pushing that pushing that uh that roof up so shutters is one of the easiest things you can do to help secure your home
1: Excellent. Um, And can anybody reach out to emergency management to kind of ask questions and be directed, especially for affordability? Um, thinking about that, can anybody reach out to y'all to ask further questions about who to go to, maybe f- how to find affordable shutters?
2: Sure, you can. You can definitely call our office at, 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 at a... at any point in time to ask for somebody from emergency management to speak to if you have questions on that we also provide a tremendous amount of information on our website uh, which is again myscambia.com slash be ready that that website has uh, you could I could talk for three hours about all the information that's on that that website that that provides even that kind of information that you're asking right now.
1: Excellent. So if you can't catch all of this conversation, uh, please go to myascambia.com. Correct.
2: Slash be ready.
1: Slash be ready. So, talking a little bit more about be ready. And of course, you're listening to the Pensacola expert panel. Good morning to you. It's about 9 15. I'm Jenna Barr. Travis Tompkins is here this morning to answer your questions. Uh, so, emergency manager, talking about knowing your plan. And we kind of go, oh, if we have to leave, we'll leave. If not, we stay. But there's a lot more to it than that.
2: There sure is. And and unfortunately, and nowadays, nowadays in times, a lot of people people wait until the last minute to get that plan prepared if you're going to stay in your home which is what we recommend if you're not in a storm surge zone uh, and you're not you're not called to evacuate if you if your structure is stable and you feel that you you can that you can stay there that's great and that's what you should do but you need enough food and water for at least a week. So we used to say the first 72 was on you. And in, in cases of a small storm, uh, that that may be the time. And we're doing everything that we can to possibly get food and water into the community as soon as possible. But if you have a devastating storm, like a Hurricane Michael that hit Bay County in 2018, Uh, it took a little bit longer than that. And so we want people to be prepared in the sense of having enough food and water to last you. So that's a gallon of water per person uh, per per day, and then enough uh, dry good foods to to last you for at least a week. And so that's, that's that's something that people can start building on right now. And so let's talk about uh, you know, maybe I can't afford to, to stock up on food. You know, the, the prices of food are, are much higher right now. There are multiple food pantries in Pensacola and Escambia County that you can go to uh, to, to, take, to get dry good food, to store that food in preparation for a storm. And they're more than willing to do that. And so that's, that's, uh, that's something that people can take advantage of. If your economic hardship, I know, is affecting a lot of people. And if that's something that you need to do, then take advantage of that service. You know, but 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 stocking up and being prepared and making sure that you've got those supplies on hand is is very, very important.
1: All right. Excellent. I love that. And uh, there I know a few of the food pantries right off the top of my head and uh, Lutheran services and, and such places. Um, Church of Jesus Christ. They have several different food pantries to help people uh, who can't go ahead and stock up ahead of time who kind of live paycheck to paycheck and pantry from week to week so I do I like that reminder too that there is help um, available for individuals in fact I drove by a church the other day that said every Tuesday at such and such time we have a food pantry available for you to go to and I do appreciate that in the Pensacola community Um, and I love seeing that people are trying to help out even though times are tough and help other people get prepared Um, I want to talk a little bit about knowing uh, when to evacuate. Kind of just gauging that, whether it's watching the radar, we're watching the the weather channel, kind of knowing when, it, not just following your gut, but specifically when to actually evacuate.
2: So one thing that we do in the Emergency Operations Center as a storm, we're, we're activated, well before the storm comes in and so we actually we send out an evacuation notice well ahead of time we have guidelines uh that from the florida department of emergency management and a number at fema the the national weather service a number of different services that we look at to to determine that evacuation time frame and so it's uh once we determine that it's time for an evacuation we send out an alert uh, and it's called an pause alert it's a fema alerting uh, mechanism that that it's that basically when you put it out, you're familiar with Amber Alerts, of course. So of course. It, it does basically the exact same thing as an Amber Alert. It goes to your TV, your radio, internet, and uh, especially to your phone and uh, to tell you to evacuate. And that's, uh, thanks for bringing that up in the sense that when we tell you to evacuate, it's, it's very, very serious. It's, a, it's for storm surge. And so we do ne- we never call evacuations lightly. So if we call for an evacuation, it means you have got to evacuate. And it's targeted to those air, those storm surge areas, and so we're we're not telling people to evacuate if you're not in a if you're if you're in a storm surge then evacuate, but if you're not in a storm surge then don't evacuate unless you need to. Now we provide shelters of la- for risk shelters, and uh, the Pensacola Bay Center is the primary shelter that's opened initially. Uh, that's um, one of our larger capacity shelters. Um, it is it is there for you. Uh, ECAT suspends normal services during when we call for an evacuation, and they'll pick you up and take you to the shelter. But I always like to remind people that a shelter is not a pleasant place to be. If you can find an alternate uh, uh, somewhere else to go, family, friends, yeah. you know, and and think about it too. You don't have to go hundreds of miles away. You could just go tens of miles away. You know, if you can find family or friends that have a more uh, stable structure, if you don't feel comfortable in your structure then go stay with them the shelter is there for you if you need it but it's uh it can be pretty unpleasant it's uh there's no cots there's no there's there's water and there's snacks but you know unfortunately you see these pictures of shelters where it's all nice and clean and and it's a it's it's not that it's not clean it's just that there's a a lot of you know it can be very uncomfortable when the power goes
0: out yeah you're camping and you're camping and and, and add on to you know making your plan and understanding where you live in regards to a flood zone uh, you know one thing that my fiance and i do who's also an adx alumnus uh you know we always talk about at least once every other month we talk about where should you go if a storm comes because i'm going to be at work right that's the reality i'll be i'll be at the eoc Mm -hmm. but where will you be our home is pretty safe. We feel very confident that it's safe, but we also have options. And that's one thing I would encourage you is see if you can lay out a few options and see which one would work better for you. Maybe it would be a shelter, depending on your situation. Maybe you have a friend that lives in the North End where maybe they won't have as much uh, damage or flooding. Uh, Try to present yourself some options if you can.
1: Yeah. This, today is the day to start asking right. those questions. Uh, I'd say take advantage of the, the hot weather days for preparing, whether you're going to the store to stock up, you're writing out your plan, and then making those phone calls. I guess that's something you don't really think about. It's calling people and saying, hey, if this happens, can I come to you? Family, right. friends, reach out to your church members. We have a community of churches and it's for a reason. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So let's actually put it to work and and reach out to people and help them And remember to keep your, your mind open To those possibilities And don't be afraid to ask for help Sometimes I think we're a little prideful as Americans Like we've got this, I've got this, you know
2: to that point so our older or older folks you know that, mm-hmm. that maybe have a harder time getting their shutters up or anything like that ask for help you know there is so much there's so much help available neighbors are much more willing to help neighbors in in disaster times it's a, it's amazing to me uh, that when disaster strikes that people really do come together and so that's you know just you know keep that in mind that's a very good point make you know ask for help you know if you need that help ask for it you know that there i guarantee there is help available
1: yeah and if you see an elderly neighbor in this time as exactly watching right we start to watch the cone of uncertainty we talk about that so much okay where is it going go and start knocking hey do you have everything you need do you need to come to our house is your structure more stable than so and so that's what community truly is about um and i I think that we should do a little bit more than that, uh, more with that. Um, let's talk a little bit about being weather aware, uh, especially for our. Older community members who might not have smartphones and things like that. Just share a little bit more how we can be actually weather aware.
2: Well, I, I tell you, I, I'm worried about our elderly community for sure. But I really, I'm really more concerned about our younger community that doesn't get their why? news tell well me. because they don't get their news from radio or television as much as they're doing Facebook. Uh, and they're doing media. they're doing social media, and so that's why we're putting a much bigger emphasis on social media for advertising about know your zone, know your home, know your plan, uh, because quite frankly they're not watching t- regular television for for the most part and so we're doing everything that we can to engage the younger community as well as 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 far as as uh, the elderly community we also have we we always recommend weather radios to folks because those are that's still a very good option you know I, I, a lot of people think that's an old school i don't need a weather radio well you know it's you it, when everything goes out that might be the only thing working so oh, i mean that's yeah. and it'll and it'll alert you to everything that's going on and so uh, again, social media. We also, uh, for instance, uh, uh, last night we did a Spanish-speaking preparedness seminar at the Emergency Operation Center. It's the first time that we've ever done that before, and so that's something. It was, you know, it, it's uh, something that we'll start doing every year. And so it's it's trying to get it's trying to reach out to the entire community to make sure that everybody's prepared.
0: That's awesome. And if you don't know where our social media is or where, where we are available, you can go on Facebook and type in Escambia County Emergency Management right there we have we have a very good following and they tend to react more to the weather related posts that i make and then also we're on twitter at be ready escambia and that one is great because it's so easy to get with our partners at the national weather service in mobile they are so good about getting stuff out in a timely manner that's very well descriptive to where just share it just Mm -hmm. get the info out there give them all the credit they have what we need get that out there
2: yeah, Davis does a good job at keeping that updated too. He really does. He's it's a uh, it's constantly come across my feed, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's exactly what we were just talking about a little while ago. So I mean, it's it's really it's kept up to date. Yeah,
1: but the first thing people are going to do is they're going to go to their phones and start
2: looking. That's right. Or yeah.
1: they're going to go and start googling. They're going to go and start looking for things. Um, it, you also have it noted here, which I like it. It's emphasized. Make sure your phone is set up to receive emergency alerts. Don't block mm-hmm. those during hurricane Don't season. Don't block
2: those. That's exactly. Exactly right. And so many people do. I know that the National Weather Service, you know, they, they, uh, they have really started to amp up their game when it comes to notifying for watches and warnings uh, for severe thunderstorms or for or tornadoes. And, you know, when they send out a tornado warning, that is a real possibility that there's a tornado that has showed up on radar. They don't send those lightly. And so they geo-target those as best they can, Uh, but those are, you want to receive those warnings. And there's some people I know turn them off. Uh, We have a video on our our website that shows you how to make sure that you're receiving, that your phone is set up to receive weather alerts.
0: Yeah, and now that we're getting, we are now back in storm season, and we released that video about a month ago. I'll go ahead and repopulate that to make sure it's still fresh in everyone's minds and that is feedback that we have received as some people receive their alerts i receive my alerts because sometimes they wake me up that's a good thing that is a good thing
1: they're working uh, (laughs) but
0: there are people that are saying you know i i signed up for these alerts but i didn't receive them and it's possible this is a possible option that maybe you accidentally disactivated or deactivated your your alerts and so we have the video that shows how to get them turned on for your smartphones whether it be an iphone or an android it's very easy quick to follow and should it sh- hopefully we'll figure out why you're not getting your alerts but if there's another issue, we can work with you. We'll, we'll try to figure that out for you
1: okay so go online you can follow escambia county uh, emergency management also be ready escambia on twitter you can go to myescambia.com slash be ready for all the information every single link from pets to knowing your zone important phone numbers helpful links everything there sign up for alerts everything is right there for you uh travis you've been with emergency management for five years you said what is something that we learned from sally that is now being used some learning lessons as we are in hurricane uh 2022 season
2: well one thing that we're going to start doing this this hurricane season uh it's something that we kind of learned from sally is that we have we stand up our citizen information center and so uh we heavily used a, a, a package called crisis cleanup uh for for hurricane sally for uh, uh our nonprofits, were utilizing that system we've trained our cic group to uh utilize that system so if someone Calls the CIC with a with something that would need to be put into crisis cleanup. They can do that. So that doesn't at all guarantee that someone is coming to to help you get your 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 limbs off of your your roof or anything like that. But it puts it into one repository for all of our faith-based uh, disaster preparedness groups that come into town. They can go to one spot uh, to find that information. You know, along with you know our local nonprofits here that that assist. Uh, we wanted we wanted to streamline that to get that into one system uh where that that everybody can use to, to and it gives a much better picture of exactly what's going on uh in, in the community so it's it, it's a helpful in a number of different ways but it helps the citizens as well
1: that's awesome so where can people go if if it's needed to do that so what happens
2: in that situation is that a, a telephone number will be broadcasted out so we'll put that out to all of our media partners and and through all of our press releases on what the uh, uh what the citizen information center number is and that the citizen information center is for for a lot of different, It's for any any kind of information that you might want to need we'll also put the direct crisis cleanup number out there so that people can call crisis cleanup and put their uh put their whatever issue it is that they need to put in there the, the but the CIC or Citizen Citizen Information Center will also be able to help people out with that now
1: that's awesome I love that and it kind of helps you gauge I, I imagine the areas that need more cleanup it does. than others it does um, I mean you even have a link on the website to report storm damage even if you don't need help you can kind of gauge on a map
2: and and that that link right there is open for at all times so if if you were to receive if you know we get straight line winds oh, yeah. you know quite frequently we saw it a few for, weeks ago. that's right exactly and so we're really trying mm-hmm. to encourage people that if they receive damage uh, to put that information in there again that does does not mean that the county is going to be able to to help you with that it's not a it's not a guarantee for it but it's a we we if we know what's going on with that we could direct resources and different nonprofits over to that area to see if they can assist
1: excellent we've got about a minute left uh, Davis and Travis anything we really want to hit on the most important thing the takeaway of the morning when it comes to being prepared for a storm
2: just the weather aware is something that i'm just really want to to push and emphasize much more i can't it's just amazing to me how many conversations that i've had with people when a storm's coming that they had no idea it was coming up until the very last minute and because they just were not weather aware and now day and times especially living on the gulf coast just remember you know it's not if it's when
0: And again, I stress follow our social media pages and you're going to get that immediate access, especially for our younger crowds who tend to be on social media. Go ahead and give us a follow. All informative stuff.
1: I followed you guys the other day. I was like, why haven't I followed you yet? I feel so, I feel like I have betrayed Davis. Well, thank you. <laughs> MyEscambia.com slash ready Find Escambia County uh, Emergency Management on social media. And, of course, thank you, Travis and Davis, for joining me this morning.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.
1: All right. We're all ready for hurricane season now. We have no excuse.
2: Exactly. <laughs>